Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. take a look at the uh, Brent Mason Fender Telecaster and uh, and talk a bit about Brent. And the reason we're doing this is, uh, you know, Fender didn't ask me to do this. Uh, I'm not being compensated in any way by anyone. Um, this was just something that you, the viewers, um, you know, of, you know, the subscribers had asked about this guitar and wanted, you know, my feedback on it. So I called up Fender. I called up Ben, who is the uh, artist rep for Nashville. And I called him up and I said, Hey, you know, could I check out a, a Brent Mason guitar? And they said, yeah, they said, uh, we'd be happy for you to check one out. Uh, said, we're having trouble keeping them in stock. So that's a, a good problem to have. So it took a little while. And uh, funnily enough, I ended up kind of taking this guitar, uh, took the neck off because I ended up needing to adjust the truss rod. And uh, this guitar uh, is stamped July of this year. So literally this guitar was uh, just made and then it was shipped off. So, uh, yeah, so again, thanks to Fender for letting me check this out. Uh, just a quick side note, uh, please subscribe if you've been enjoying the channel. And if you've already subscribed and you've been watching the show, please support it by going to askzack.com. You can pick up a t-shirt or a mug or, you know, there's tip jar information in the description if you want to do that. So, thanks. All right. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about Brent Mason. So, Brent was kind of a, a an, kind of in the natural lineage of kind of Nashville guitar players and what was going on. And you had kind of the Grady Martin and Hank Garland kind of thing. And then you had the Billy Sanford and and uh, Jerry Kennedy and all these guys in the 60s. And, uh, you know, and then you kind of get on with Reggie Young in the 70s and 80s. And uh, then, you know, and the Brent Rowan. And, uh, and then you kind of come up to uh, Brent Mason. And Brent Mason 
if you had to uh, pick one guitar player that kind of, uh, I, I, you know, for lack of better words, you know, terms was, you know, probably one of the most significant guitar players of the 90s, which was kind of, in hindsight, kind of a golden era of country music when it was at its most popular and selling the most number of albums and things like that. If you had to kind of name a guitar player of the 90s, you know, it'd be Brent Mason. And his career has gone, you know, way beyond that. But, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, the guitar player that, you know, really kind of made his indelible stamp on, uh, on that era of, uh, of country music. And a uh, huge influence on me and a bunch of other guys. And uh, just to, you know, you know kind of show you how much of an influence, I'm going to pick up this other telly of mine. So this is a, now this is a bit of a mongrel, um, but this is an old Phil Kabicki body that I've had a B-bender on it, and it has a Danocaster neck on it now, but uh, here I'm going to show you underneath the pit guard so you can see how much of an influence that Brent Mason has been on me. So all through the 90s, I had a middle pickup and a mini humbucker in this guitar. And in fact, after playing this, I'm, uh, I think I'm going to uh, put it back that way because I still have the mini humbucker and the Seymour Duncan Strat middle pickup. So I'm going to put this down. All right. So, yeah, so, so Brent kind of came on in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And when I was first exposed to him was on a, a television show on the Nashville Network called The American Music Shop. And the regular guitar player on the show was Brent Rowan. And they did a special episode uh, where they were showcasing Mark O'Connor, who was the leader of the band. Uh, he had done an album called The New Nashville Cats. And on a number of those cuts, it featured Brent Mason. So all of a sudden, there was this different guitar player on the show that I'd never seen before. And he was playing this gray-looking telly with this type of pickup setup, but it had a locking tremolo it had, a, I think it was a Washburn Wonder Bar kind of thing, and it had a, a locking nut on there. And he was playing through two PV, uh, like special 130, you know, uh, transistorized amps. Sounded amazing, and I, I mean, he just blew me away. And then the next season of the American Music Shop, he was the regular guitar player. And he played, you know, his original 67 that this is a copy of, uh, you know, all over that show you know he kind of you know because of the versatility of this guitar and sometimes he would play a strat or he might play a you know or a gretch or something like that but most of the time he was playing his telecaster and uh, you know he's told the story and and you can watch the fender video or uh you can watch my true tone lounge interview with brent from a couple of years ago we did three parts and i think in the third part we talk about gear and he tells his story but anyway he basically he went to a music shop and he and don kelly uh, bought tellies they ended up swapping them because he liked uh the one this one's patterned off of you know better and he started putting different pickups in it and such because he needed he could only afford one guitar and he needed one guitar that would cover all the bases and honestly this guitar really does that well you know with the mini humbucker you can really cover a lot of you know kind of Les Paul 335 type things uh, you know with the middle pickup you can get a lot of you know stratty kind of things and of course you have all the the twang you also have, um, 
you know, this instrument has a very stout kind of authoritative, assertive tone to it. And, uh, you know, it has to do with the, uh, you know, the ash body. It has a maple cap neck. And then you have these Spurzel machine heads, which have more mass to them. And uh, that kind of adds to the tone because you've got more headstock mass. Then also you have this heavy bridge, you know, that's, you know, chrome plated brass. And that also is a, a tone contributor, which kind of, in some ways takes it away from the doinky kind of vintage thing, but it gives it a more, you know, like I said, an assertive tone. Uh, yeah, so you got ash, you got maple cap neck. Uh, you've got this funny positioning of the uh, string tree that I think was based on, uh, you know, having the uh, uh, the uh, the locking nut on it back when he had the uh, you know the uh, you know kind of wonder bar thing on there. Uh, these are uh, tall vintage frets, which kind of seem like 6105s to me. They feel great. It's got a seven and a quarter, you know, vintage radius. Uh, the neck it has that kind of late mid to late 60s, you know, feel to it. You know, I have a 67 Tele, and it has the same kind of neck carve, except this is just a little bigger, which I like. Uh, I think it's nice that it has a little bit uh, more uh, beef to it. Um, the uh, you know the uh, the B bender is uh, is really cool, and uh, Darren Vincent, who is uh, you know, one of the viewers of the show and a great player uh, up in Canada, he uh, he messaged me and asked me about uh, you know this guitar, and he was one of the guys that asked about you know hey what are your thoughts on this instrument? And one of his questions was. When you take off the, the neck to adjust the truss rod, will the bender <laughs> mechanism fall out? And no, it, it won't. And uh, I found that out because when the guitar showed up, I did have to do a little bit of adjustment to it. And that just kind of, you know, it was coming from California and coming to Nashville. And uh, so there, it had a little too much relief. And so I had to take the, the neck off to give it about an eighth of a turn and... Uh, and yeah, so that's when I saw the, the date on there and know the, uh, the bender mechanism, which I'm going to, you know, kind of try to show that, you know, the, the mechanism is a lot of it. It's on this plate on the back side of it. And so, yes, you can loosen, you can take these screws out and adjust the truss rod and it won't, uh, you know, the mechanism won't fall out. And while we're here, I'll just say, this is the tuning adjustment for the bender. And so that's so when you, you know, pull on the bender, this adjusts the stop so that it's in tune. So when you pull up, you know, like in an open position, you know, you'd pull up from a B to a C sharp. And so you would adjust this to make sure that it's, uh, it's in tune. Uh, the other adjustment on here, you know, down here, this is the adjustment for how hard you have to push down. And this is very important because you want it to be uh, solid enough to where, you know, when you're playing on stage, you're not going to be uh, putting it out of tune. But you don't want it so stiff that it's uh, not fun to use. Um, I restrung the guitar. Um, it had tens on it, and I put uh, nine and a half just because I like those strings better. And so, and I did that on purpose, so I'd also have an opportunity to uh, restring the bender, you know, because you can see here the ball end is right here just to see what it was like to see if it was difficult. And it's very easy. This is actually a lot easier to use and adjust than my old glazer bender. So, I mean, this is a, uh, uh, 
uh, an upgrade from the from the old mechanism and uh, very easy to restring. Also, if you you know if you get the notion, uh, you can change this from a B bender to a G bender, and uh, that's that's really cool. So let's say you, you know find out you're just not really a B bender guy. You know, there's like Jeff King and Brad Paisley and other guys who are you know really into the the G bender thing, and uh, you, know, you can change that out. So that's really cool. Um, here I'll play on the bender a little bit. See if I can get this thing uh, hooked back on. It's really smooth, and I would say it's even smoother than my old one, uh, which I thought the old one was smooth. But uh, here. talk about the pickups so you know of course you've got this uh you know mix of pickups so you've got a seymour duncan uh, vintage stack bridge pickup which sounds fantastic and has no hum that's another thing you need to think about this guitar is ready to play in the studio or stage it's dead quiet and has a ton of different sounds so I mean, it's it's very cool i'm trying not to gush over it. it's a it's a it's a cool guitar uh, yeah, so you've got that. Then in the middle, this is, uh, you know, what Seymour Duncan started making in the 80s. It's called a hot stack. And they even reproduced the old cover from the 80s that's smooth because they don't use that cover anymore. They use one that's actually has a slot in it, you know, for the blade to stick out. And uh, this is a good, it's, it's kind of a thinner sounding strap pickup by the way they have it wired. But uh, it works perfectly for, you know, for this situation. And then you have this vintage style, you know, mini humbucker that sounds really fat. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's go through, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the main pickups, the, uh, the, the mini humbucker and the, and the bridge pickup. So I guess you've kind of heard the bridge pickup some, but here's, here's a little more of that. So, uh, you know, you got... <laughs> got the uh, both pickups then you got the neck pickup Okay, then you have the middle pickup that you can uh, you can bring in as much as you would like. So it works like so. So this is a mass. This is a volume control just for the outer two pickups. This is a volume control just for the the middle pickup, and then this is a master tone, and then you have a three way switch. And the three way only works on these two pickups. So it's you know might seem a little bit strange, but it it's pretty easy to get used to it. And that's what I had on that, my old guitar all through the 90s. So I'm, I'm pretty used to it. Uh, this has the addition of a push-pull pot. And when it's in the down position, the, uh, 
the, the middle pickup can be blended in or used. And when you pull it out, it uh, defeats the middle pickup altogether. And that works really well for like having some kind of blended sound and then you can kind of get out of that blended sound really quickly because it's not difficult, but it's just, uh, you know, as you blend in that middle pickup, it really starts kind of changing the trebles in a, in a really cool way. It acts kind of like an EQ. And once you kind of get it fine-tuned, it's nice to be able to leave it there. And then when you want to go to a regular, you know, non-blended tone, you can do that by using the push-pull pot. So this is kind of, um, let's see. So here I'm going to take the back pickup and I'm going to start blending in the, uh, the middle pickup. See, if you just back it up a little bit, you get one of the sounds that Brent used quite a bit in the, you know, you know, on this telly. And that's, you know, this where the bridge pickup is kind of the main sound, but you have just enough of this dialed in to where it kind of smooths out the top end some. And you get this kind of thing, you know. And so if I defeat the blend, you get this. Blended. So you get just a little bit of that strat kind of phasey thing. And and this is what he used. You know, I'm going to turn the chorus on and uh, play this like. strength on the on the middle pickup so that's the most stratty kind of out of phase thing that it gets you know which is great for that kind of popcorn stuff that uh you know he did like on neon moon some of the other pickups here uh, yeah let's go to the uh, the neck pickup and so of course this is the neck pickup by itself It's a great way to kind of um, 
change the EQ a little bit and kind of thin out, uh, especially that, that neck humbucker. And you can also get all three pickups. Here's all three pickups, you know, full on. <laughs> This uh, mini humbucker is not potted, and so if you hit it, you will get some uh, you will get some some noise. So you know, try to pick away from the uh, from the neck humbucker when you're uh, when you're playing. Yeah. Oh, I guess also uh, here is the middle pickup by itself, and it, you can tell it's it's not really you know fat sounding, uh, but it's not supposed to be, and it is useful. So I mean, you, this is what you have. <laughs> So that's good for kind of funkier things like you go. Yeah, works good for that. Uh, yeah, or any kind of popcorn y kind of parts, or, or when you want to kind of lay back in the mix more. So, yeah. So. I was very impressed with what Fender did here. Uh, I thought it was kind of uh, long overdue, but uh, but again, kudos to Fender for doing this and for also just doing a great implementation. Also for uh, to Joe Glazer for completely redesigning his Bender uh, so that it can be a factory installed by Fender. I mean that's uh, huge. And now you know if you want to if you want to have a Bender put on your guitar, you can have it done quite quickly. Back in the day when I had mine put on, you know, you, you waited, uh, you know, six weeks to a couple of months to, uh, to get it. And it took a long time to, you know, do that. These, you know, he can install in hours. So, uh, but saying all that, you know, this guitar is $24.99 US. And I have to say, it's, you know, some people might complain about the price, but it's actually really a deal because just the bender would cost you $650. The pickups would run you over $300. Then to get your guitar routed for a middle pickup and a neck humbucker and have a custom uh, pick guard made and have all this wiring would be another three to $400 right there. So, and then also to have, you know, Spurzel machine heads and put on. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's actually a really good deal, even at $24.99 for all the hot rotting that's done on it. And, Again, you have the fact that you have a guitar that is completely quiet. It is, you know, you can go play it anywhere and it sounds great. And it's got, you know, a ton of sounds right here. I mean, you can cover, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, you know, ground with this guitar. So it's very versatile. All right. Well, let me, uh, let me put it on the neck pickup and do a little more bender stuff. Just because I, uh, I like that. Maybe put a little chorus on. sound. I, uh, you know, really impressed with what, uh, 
you know, Fender did. So cool. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this little uh, look at uh, the Brent Mason signature model guitar. And uh, also I've created a, uh, a Spotify playlist of uh, Brent Mason tracks just to show his incredible, you know, versatility of, you know, all his work with George Strait and Trisha Yearwood and Alan Jackson and Brooks and Dunn and on and on and on. So I hope you will uh, check that out. Also, I'll have like a picture of, uh, you know, my pedal board that I use today and, uh, and maybe some more information and links on the guitar on my website. So if you go to askzack.com and if you go to the, uh, you know, the section that will be on the, the front page concerning this video, uh, you can check that out. All right. Well, I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.